there, skips and skipperettes from all across the vast electronic wasteland known only as Internet Land. And welcome back to Tales from the Jungle Cruise. So our production schedule here over at Skipcast has uh, started to get busy, so we're putting this episode out a few days early so we can add a lot of uh, exciting new content over the next couple of weeks. We are headed off to Orlando from the 1st to 7th of February for a big skipper gather. We wanted to make sure we had our episode staggered correctly. We are also going to be hanging out in uh, Adventureland on the Sunday, which I believe is the 5th. Uh, and going to the Skipper Canteen. So if you're going to be around that area and wanted to say hi, drop us a line uh, over at the Facebook page, facebook.com slash junglecruisecrews. We'd love to say hi to you and uh, and meet you. Uh, we did want to make sure we staggered uh, these episodes incorrectly, and we have a couple of doozy interviews on the horizon. Uh, so here we are. A couple of short housekeeping things we want to pass along. First of all, uh, Instagram is apparently a thing. Um that we had for years, and we we didn't really do anything with it. Apparently, people like pictures of the Jungle Cruise, not just amusing stories told by audio in a podcast format. So join us over on Instagram, Jungle Cruise C-R-E-W-S podcast, all one word. Or, you know, you, you can just search the hashtag Jungle Cruise uh, C-R-E-W-S. We're right there. Secondly, we uh, had a lot of questions about uh, our merchandise and t-shirts and things. We're going to start to uh, move some of our merchandise over, uh, copy it over to Redbubble. Uh, T-shirts, phone covers, pillows, and such. Right now, we're just copying some existing designs from our uh, other store over at Gallery, G-A-L-L-O-R-E-E dot com. Uh, but, you know, if you're a skipper who wants your art shown off and sold, we give 100% of the profit from any sales right back to the skippers. And we're always happy to help you showcase your artwork. Uh, just drop us a line. Uh, same thing, you can search Jungle Cruise, C-R-E-W-S, on either of those websites. So we're back to the second half of our chat with the crew from the Walt Disney World Happy Hour podcast. Kathleen and Matt were super fun to chat with, and we start our discussion uh, with why Walt Disney World hasn't been big on my list for the last 10 years and what it has to offer. All right, so here we go, Season 6, Episode 6, as we present our interview with honorary skippers Catherine and Matt from the Walt Disney World Happy Hour podcast in an episode we like to call Skippers and Happy Hour Part 2. Kungaloosh, everyone! Predominantly because I don't feel like there's been a whole bunch new to really go and, and experience. Um, Did you get your magic band yet? We have not gotten the ma- Mine is gray. It says hippo on it. Um, <laughs> no, I, I think she'll be getting them soon. So. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, you know, we've got great restaurant reservations. It's going to be the first time I've been with my wife. We're going with one of our best friends who's a, a cast member and, and uh, part of the radio plays who's been around you know my best man at my wedding that's awesome. uh so yeah so that's gonna be a lot staying of fun. On property yeah we're staying at the um the uh spring coronado springs that's our oh, favorite that's, that's like favorite. that's our favorite um resort it's it's big 
Oh, dang. That's incredible. Yep. It's it's awesome. People complain about Coronado Springs being too big. Yeah. Because uh, it is sprawling. There's multiple bus stops. But it's, well, but the it's, bus stops are just for the ice machine, from what I understand. Is <laughs> you get to and from the ice machine? <laughs> yeah. It, it is big, and, and they have that awesome big artificial lake. And what I like about it is, you know, and this is going back to our podcast, like adults know kids. And again, I don't hate children. I just... Don't like to be around you them just, on my vacation. You just hate other people's children when they're, when yeah. they're inconvenient. Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, but that's, you know, for me, this is one of, I've been, you know, three other times and every time I've stayed at an all-star resort, this feels to me like I'm actually a grown-up for once. Yeah. And that's Good an, for you. That's an illusion I would really like to keep going as much as possible, particularly to people, you know, who know me. Um <laughs> No, it's like my, my 2017 resolution is that I'm not going to be wearing jeans and a t-shirt and then I'm actually, you know, getting out of the tennis shoes mode and wearing real shoes. It's an amazing a year of adulting but for me. No, no, no. Yeah. Still a lot of novelty t-shirts, but I, I still oh, yeah, have to sure. it. Um, so, yeah, so I just have felt like the Walt Disney World experience hasn't been as compelling for me because... It's kind of been static. I mean, you know, yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. I mean, not too, new Fantasyland is definitely a, a different vista than you're used well, to ten years ago. But when you talk to people who go to Walt Disney World, everyone I talk to, the thing that they talk to talk about most about their Orlando vacation is going to go, go going to Wizarding World. People are going to Disney as an excuse to go to Universal, and with Universal having its first capacity day ever they close the gates at 40,000 which granted it's you know uh, two and a half times less than what Disney can right. yes. you know but 40,000 for Universal is pretty impressive and it, are it, you it, going to Wizarding World are you going to go see Diagonal I, I, I am a hot Harry Potter fan we're not going to be able to make it happen this trip hmm. uh, I am an annual pass holder up here I'm actually not a Disney annual pass holder but I am a Universal and go up pretty regularly, and I really like what Universal is doing up there. Yeah. Did you read Cursed Child? I did not read Cursed Child because I like myself. Yeah, yeah it's I respect cool. my it's eyes. Flaming garbage. Uh, we actually just for, for Christmas and New Year's we we rewatched um, all of the good movies, so everything from Azkaban on. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, what's your favorite? Uh, you know what I. Probably half Half Blood Prince. Okay. Just because of the story complexity and. You know, that's a, I think that's the point where you can, you know, visually stare at Luna and not feel really dirty about it. Yeah, it's... You it, know, I think there's a point where you can you can go... She's of age enough at that point where the actress was over 18, so you could feel okay about it. Yeah, there's a weird... Yeah, there's there's a weird... Uh, you've, gr- you've, grown up, you've grown up with these people, and then suddenly there's an attraction for them. Well, I, I mean, I think we were both at kind of a, a nice... Uh, comfortable space because I think that when the books came out we were at the same age Mm -hmm. so whatever age Harry, Hermione, and Ron were we were at the same time Mm -hmm. so that puts you in the space of where we were so I I never had that awkward uh, although yeah but but let's be honest rewatching those movies you know Luna really does kick ass she really saves the day yeah she's great I mean just as much as Neville (laughs) yeah well Uh, please but we know how he turned out Mr. you know British abs yeah. Uh, um, what did you think of uh, Fantastic Beasts? Oh, I loved it. I actually really loved I, it. It's it's up there with all of my other favorite Potter movies. I thought it was great. They nailed the aesthetic, and yep. I, <laughs> my my only issues were I think that they were lazy with the naming of things. 
like the whole no match thing I think is mm. just a really lazy yeah uh, or you know the magical college of the US yeah like, oh, you guys could have thought something better than that we've had like 12 years um, I'm no, so sorry how tangential we're being because I, I feel like you're going to be just like splicing the... um, but actually my, my biggest surprise in that movie was the actress who plays Queenie is one of my favorite recording artists of all time and she has uh, a re- she records under uh, a fine frenzy Alison Sudol and what she, kind of music? Um, kind of like a Kobe Kaye kind of okay. vibe, kind of you know that light loungy kind of. Yeah, stuff. Uh, coffee shop. Yeah, listening stuff. It's a little light, but it, you know, I was in a phase that it was like you know if if Tori Amos and and um, oh, I was just having a discussion about Fiona Apple. Uh, it's kind of the spiritual, you know, uh, chill, you know, inheritors of that vibe. Uh, anyway, but she. I thought she stole the show. I thought she yeah. was the character, that, but it was great casting. Other than the one, I think I think we're far enough away from spoilers that we can once again say that Johnny Depp ruined that movie. Yeah, he hasn't seen I it. Seen I him, I don't care. But you know, but yeah, I mean, yeah. everyone knows at this point Johnny Depp no, is in the it. movie. Yeah. But that that honestly took me so far out of the movie at the end of it that it did spoil the movie for me. After how amazing of an experience it was, that one thing. And I really just wish that they would just, you know, man up and give him the twenty million and use someone else, pay him his contract and get out of it and use someone else for it. Because I just, you know, but the yeah, politics of Johnny, that. the politics aside, he, I just don't think he fits. Yeah, Grindelwald is was you know was an attractive young man. He wasn't a hideous troll. <laughs> you're you're right. You're right. But you know, Harry Potter missed that one like generation yeah like it was either there there were very few people in that postgraduate hogwarts age in the first seven movies so they're really trying to you know like the eddie redmayne which Mm -hmm. i guess could go up to johnny depp johnny Mm -hmm. depp could have been a young professor at hogwarts i guess but well but having said that since you're talking about the graduate studies at uh of hogwarts uh, if you have not discovered it yet, go watch The Magicians on Sci-Fi. Oh, okay. Uh, the Magicians is a graduate school level Harry Potter universe that is uh, exceptionally well written, has uh, some interesting gender dynamics and relationship dynamics, and really um, messes with the worldview of the way you think that fantasy novels and and things are supposed to be written. It's it's a it's on sci-fi. It's on sci-fi. Okay. Yeah. It's and it just it just hit Netflix. Okay. Uh, it is a remarkable thirteen episodes. We will add that to like the eighth record yeah, show. Yeah. Once, hey. once we get around to freaking watching Westworld, which we can't go to any social gathering without someone saying, "Did you watch Westworld yet?" Yeah. But yes, yeah. we will want some magicians on here. It is it is excellent, especially if you're Harry Potter fans. Okay. So okay. Uh, as Facebook has been getting taken over by everyone's house affiliation, and I, I have made my um, my Durmstrang banner instead. Okay. I deleted Facebook in uh, this fall. Some, apparently something big happened in the fall. Something political. Yeah, things idea. that were hard to, to stomach. Yeah. Which alcohol is much easier to stomach. So that's cheers. You know, cheers. Yeah. <laughs> um, so as far as um, what about the Disney parks? What about the Disney parks? <laughs> well, no, but I mean, I, I think it's right, hard. It's, it's hard park. in this universe to not have a discussion about you know um, Universal in the context of Walt Disney World. But yeah, no things I'm looking forward to that I'm excited about. Kilimanjaro safaris. I love Kilimanjaro. Oh, it's great. Uh, you know, there's there are things that are fantastic there, and the theming is great. And 
I, I'm super happy to be going back. So I'll, I'll definitely give a lot more video and a good report on the, the Skipper community. What's your guys' feeling about uh, jungle uh, between the two parks? Because I guess, you know, I, I spent hours trying to find the Jungle Cruise in Paris, and that was disappointing. <laughs> uh, I'm sure you heard the I comment. wish you would have had video of uh, you asking everyone, because that so would be bad. hilarious. It was so hard. Like, I watched it, and I started editing it together, and it was so painfully bad. I just couldn't do it. <laughs> uh, but no, but what do you think about East Coast, West Coast rivalries? Well, I'm definitely... Uh, my home is Walt Disney World. I mean, that's where I went as a kid. Mm-hmm. So I always kind of feel like that's my jungle cruise. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have to say, when I was a kid, I had the 35th anniversary of Disneyland on tape. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is a great segment where Tony Danza rides the jungle cruise. Yeah. And... What's I think the awesome character actor? Charles Fleischer. Charles Fleischer. Mr. Oh, Roger voice. Rabbit Roger himself. himself. And he was in all of those segments on the 35th anniversary because mm-hmm. uh, he was in the Haunted Mansion with Woody Harrelson. Um, we, we have linked that video on our Facebook page more times than you can imagine. It's so, so good. I wish they still that, did stuff that, like that. Is that the one with uh, Fresh Prince and Jazzy Jeff? Super oh, Prince yes, Prince. it is. Yep. What a DJ Jazzy what Jeff and the Fresh Prince of There were so many things around that like late 90s, early aughts where they had like... Uh, the, did you ever hear the music in the park CD? The, the yes. yeah. Oh, oh yeah. The, the bare naked ladies doing grim grinning ghosts. Oh, I actually so think that's good. actually really good. I it's really a great, love that. It's, it's a fantastic little cover. So. Yeah, it, 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 it's great. It's I mean it's no super it's no realistic, but yeah. I love that Jazzy Jeff got the first headline. bill on that act. I bet he's still psyched about that. Poor Jeff. Well, you know, Poor Jeff. That, that's, you know, someone flipped a coin during the negotiations for the uh, the contract there. Uh, so, what I mean, what do you feel? I mean, obviously, I think the show spacing is different for Orlando, for the Jungle Cruise. I feel like it's more cartoony. I feel like... In, in Walt Disney World? Yeah, I feel like Walt Disney World, like the, the animation, the maquettes, it, it, it makes it more... Cartoony, and then the the Anaheim one has a little bit, you know, more realism. Yeah, darker of a feel, and yeah, I I agree with that, and that's probably a good comparison to just Disney World versus Disneyland in general, because yeah. Disney World's just a vacation pumping machine. Um, but you know, I like the piranhas in Disneyland. Yeah, piranhas are fun. I, I, and at the time, there was a lot of resistance to them. Yeah. At, at the time, Tower of Terror went in. There was a lot of resistance to it. <laughs> and look people, at us today. People forget how uh, how heavily derided that ride was when it came into California Adventure. It's incredible how how uh, passionate people feel mm-hmm. about their experiences. Yeah. <laughs> Seemingly minuscule additions. Well, it's, and it's the thing. It, look. California Adventure is 15 years old. And how many 15-year-olds do you like? <laughs> you know, they're, they're cute the first couple of years, and they go through that awkward phase where they're getting to their feet. And then there's an okay period where they're just kind of silent and on their own. And then they hit the teenage years, and they get rebellious. So, yeah, my niece and nephew are teenagers. They're just, they're terrible. They're little California They're adventures. terrible. I tell them all the time how terrible they are. <laughs> you're going to look at them and go, you know, you're a California <laughs> adventure. Yep. They will just spend years trying to figure out what you meant by that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, scarring children. It's the awkwardness of, of youth. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, the, the, the challenge between, I mean, you have to accept them as different entities. Yeah. You know? I mean, yes, they're part of the same umbrella, but they're very different animals. 
Catherine and I have kind of different, I think we have different experiences about um, comparing Disney World and Disneyland properties and experiences just based on the fact that you grew up going to Disney World, so you have that nostalgia, you have that history with So what's the park. your Jungle Cruise? Well, well first of all, with me, I, I grew up as a Disney kid, I, I love the movies, this is like the saddest thing ever, I used to, I ordered the, the VHS tape. Um, like the Disney planning, like watch this in your living room in front of your parents and they'll take you to Disney World. And I did. And they didn't. And so the first time I ever went to Disney World was when I was dating Catherine when we were in college and her parents actually took me to Disney World. So like when I got like my in-laws I actually that like cared about me and my interests, I actually got to go to Disney World. But the point of that is that I don't really have that background. So I went to Disney World for the first time in 2007, and then in 2010 I went to Disneyland. And I was able to make a pretty objective comparison, I feel. And what I come away from is that nearly every single rider attraction that is that exists in both Disneyland and Walt Disney World is... I is mean, better is better at Disneyland with the exception of Tower of Terror. I think every yeah. single other one. Let me let me run this through because I think that. Uh, no. So Small World has the no, edge for you. Uh, and the People Mover is better. Uh, oh well, because it exists. Because it exists. Um, Carousel yeah. Progress is also better. Yes. Although yeah, I'm, I'm not a big. I actually don't really care for the the Space Mountain at all. Oh, I'm sorry. Big Thunder, I think is is. Is nope. Really? Why do you think not with your new effects and the new effects are good, but it's a it's a much longer, much once again ten year old on on my remembering of it. And and my my impression at the time because Pirates sucks at Walt Disney World Mm -hmm. and Mansion is just not anywhere near as good. But but Thunder for me stood up really. Thunder is comparable. Thunder is one of those that it's not really such a runaway like. One, like, when you're comparing Pirates, I mean, it's an easy winner that Disneyland is yeah, a, yeah. A, intensely better. But Thunder is pretty close. It, pan is better, I think, in Disney World. In Disney World, the cars move in Pan. They like, still, they, they made a move in Disney yeah, World. Yeah, they oh, changed everything they? up. They yeah, changed they I know the nursery was all new. I didn't know the cars moved. Yeah, they made a yeah. move. Mm-hmm. And now you have an interactive queue in Disney World. But again, that's not really the ride. That's no. the queue. Well, so. And that was one thing I liked in Paris was the Crush Coaster had a queue that you could download an app and log into their Wi-Fi and play your iPhone app while you're in the hour-long line. Form that's going to Soren in Disney World has that now. And they have a, uh, a geography, geography game. B. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. No, I think that that's the... Look, Disney has, ever since, particularly Indiana Jones, they've done a great job of having the queue be the show. The Jungle Boathouse, at, uh, which you will see because Jungle has been 45-minute-plus waits and you go all the way through the upstairs boathouse now. And, and I never thought that, that I would see that. Like, we yeah. were surprised that we had a 20-minute wait ever. Uh, opening the upstairs queue was, like, a major thing for us. And now, the, the only thing I've ever done, done that was. <laughs> I know, usually if it's upstairs, yeah. we're like, oh, maybe we'll yeah. come back later. <laughs> it's, it's, it's actually kind of a neat, you know, there's some neat things up there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I think that the line being part of the ride was a, was a major focus for Disneyland. So I'm, I'm excited that that's going to be part of their planning for Star Wars. Oh, the Haunted Mansion queue would be within the last 10 years in mm-hmm. Disney World. That's very cool. That's very cool. The, okay. The busts in the queue tell a really fun story oh, that later exciting. reveal itself in it the is ride. A, it is a murder mystery. Yeah, it's a murder mystery. So try to figure it out when you're looking at the bus. It's very cool. 
I usually get in trouble for looking at busts. It actually is a, it is a consistent pattern in my life. Very curious at Walt Disney World. You can touch them, too. No, that's exciting. Um, it's Because it, usually it's just that, you know, when, when we're walking by the doors, I try to touch the knockers. Yeah. Uh, and that that's usually okay. But mm-hmm. it's very different when you're looking at busts all the time. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, so the... Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess it's about even. I, I really like the mansion in, in Paris. I liked that it was dark, oh, that it was too. realistic skeleton. You can also go over to Country Bears Jamboree and hold the jug. Sorry, I had to interrupt you because <laughs> right. I just had that one. Cued up. It was cued up. Had to to get it out. See, that's that skipper mentality. That uh, so, and this is the thing that I I asked the people who were on the show last year for the the podcast taping. If you uh, could work anywhere at either of the the parks, uh, is there an attraction that you would would want to work at? Like, what would be a place that you would want? Dream job in park. Dream job in park. But it has to be a ride or a track. I mean, that's ideally. I mean, what else would it be? Um, like a well, Tinkerbell? I mean, I can. I, I, I have one, and so don't so don't derail me, Matt, because mine is not in an attraction park. But I want to be a tour guide. I want to be a plaid okay. in the park. Yeah, I think absolutely. That's, I'm like the geeky well, historic person. The, so the plaids were all of the pretty girls. So you'd be yeah. welcome. Oh, thanks. <laughs> um. But yeah, no, no. I mean, the, the plaids. I I fully endorse that. I think it's a great thing. Yeah. So, what about you? That's tough. Um, as far as I mean, this seems like I'm pandering, but I mean, I I think Jungle Cruise. Well, I mean, it's the most requested by far. The casting side of things, uh, Mansion and Jungle are the the main things people request when they go through casting. I'm far too uh, smiley. To it's not even that. I'm just far too ADD to stand there with a scowl the whole time. I would want to. I would want to riff. Well, and, and also the interaction. I mean, that was the thing that my favorite times were when I was on an optimized task or when I was outside, you know, uh, doing strollers or whatever. It's the interaction with guests that that made me super nerdy about the job. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when we had days where there was zero weight and I could tell people that they could be weightless mm. uh, and then people get into the ride and be really confused when it's a boat ride um, <laughs> which thank god Kip still uses that joke um, what's that? that's a good one yeah but that I mean that's you know for me that was the same with Tiki Room I mean the guest interaction and you can now say that your Tiki Room doesn't burn with the tormented souls of a, you know, a million uh, dying you didn't, you didn't like Under New Management? no I thought everyone loved that I, I, I like the, the Phil Harbin Don Rickles uh, birds at the front that was, uh, that was amusing god that's so bad oh. I uh, <laughs> what a misstep yeah that one uh, they really put their foot in it and you know what I, I'm surprised you didn't cut me off because that's I totally take back Jungle Cruise Jungle Cruise would be the ride I'd want to work on but I mean I my dream would be a Dapper Dan yeah oh. that's my that's my thing that is that is a good uh, a good goal that's a good gig yeah uh, well and that's once again that's where all the ladies are looking to the Dapper Dans they yeah. have very active social lives um so yeah, so let's let's just wrap this up a little bit and talk a little bit more about your guys' podcast. Uh, how long have you guys been? Uh... We started in April of 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, we just kind of got together and started talking about Disney news mostly. Um, but then things have kind of grown since then. Um, and we're not super news-centric because there's a ton of Disney podcasts yeah. out there and yeah. outlets that do news you know much better than you know we can and I think you spoke about this earlier about how um, and you kind of want when you start doing news it becomes less of it has less staying power 
it also then the question mark becomes are you going to be judgmental about it you know are you going to be a flat reporting the things that are going on or are you going to have opinions about it and a lot of times it's you know I enjoy the fact that we can, you know, have a strong opinion about things. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's, it's funny how many emails I've got people who accuse me of hating Disney, uh, <laughs> which I think is hilarious because I've spent six years and thousands of dollars of my money, you know, putting this together. I, I obviously don't hate it. I mean, my wife says that, you know, I love it more than anything. I think that part of being passionate about crying. something is about it is being able to be critical about yeah. something. And I think that if we weren't that, if we weren't able to call out Disney, which we obviously love, you know, all of us sitting at this table love Disney. If we, if we were just sitting here being yes men and saying, yep, everything's great. Then we would yeah. seem like shills. Yeah. And, and that's well, not something that we want to come across as we want to be, a, you know, an outlet for people to, you know, share their experiences, build a community and, you know, call Disney out when they're doing something that we feel yep. they're better than. And then they will promptly ignore us because they're making $7 billion a year in the theaters. True. But, you know, it's actually, it actually is my, um, my revelation as I hit my six year mark, as we have been doing the podcast, um, I, I kind of sat there and was thinking about what I wanted it to be. And if I was going to wrap it up and then I realized that I, I think expanding it outside the realm of purely skipper interviews. We've got some other interesting things coming up, but you know, I think we've, um, we're still going to really be heavy on that. That's going to be something we're really, it's important. But I think part of it is I, I'm not disrespecting any of the other podcasts or people who are involved in this. I think that there is a level of, um, religiousness that is starting to show itself in the fan community for Disney that I, I think in a couple hundred years that, you know, St. Mickey, St. Goofy and St. Donald are going to be, you know, in their own little Parthenon. <laughs> but I mean, there really is this, um, this thing where in podcasts, it's, it's taking over people's lives to the point where, you know, there is a fanaticism about it. And that's never been where I've been at. I've never been at the point where there's a deep, do you guys know what I mean? About, yeah, like, I mean, yeah. There's a separation of who you are and the identity of, of what you're doing as a podcast and just being part of the signal and the noise. You know, I want to be signal, not noise. And there's sure. a lot of noise out there. When I was um, looking at Disney restaurant recommendations on YouTube, there's something like 65,000 Walt Disney World videos. It's a ridiculous number. And there's some good ones, but it's hard to, to wade through that to figure out. I've often said the best Disney podcast would be a podcast that reviews other podcasts. <laughs> you, you would never run out of content. There is it's so true. many people starting new shows every every month that you know you do have to do something that's really valid and different and interesting. And that's what's cool about what you do. I mean, it's it's just cool to be able to. You know, with something like Disney, you have so many subsets of fandom that you can have in a, a, a podcast. A slivered niche. That is just about the Jungle Cruise. And again, our podcast is much more broad. But really, I mean, we're directed towards, you know, people who, are, yeah, people who like to party, people who are adults who either don't have kids or have kids but like to mm-hmm. vacation, maybe kidless because they, you know, value their time. And, you know, it's... You know, like you said, this isn't the Disney of old where it's it's only a family vacation. Mm-hmm. There are so many yeah. things you can do as an adult. I mean, 
go to Epcot for the wine festival. I yeah. mean, it is incredible. I am, I am looking forward to drinking around the world. It's been 10 years since I've done that. Uh, it is it is high on my list. Um, but yeah, I mean, but even just the restaurant side, I mean, it, it was such a, an interesting challenge to look at what we were going to eat and where we were going to eat. Because there really were some fantastic options, mm-hmm. um, yeah. you know. And yes, Ohana's is always going to be high on my list. And uh, I hear that the new, the new bar inside the Animal Kingdom, oh, uh, Tiffins, Tiffins in the Nomad Lounge, has really excellent reviews. Well, actually, that's something I definitely wanted to make a note of. They have a beer in uh, the Nomad Lounge, which is exclusively brewed for Walt Disney World, which is called the Kungaloosh. I think it's called the Kungaloosh Ale, um, but it's brewed yeah. in Florida, and they sell it's it. Kungaloosh something. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's called Kungaloosh. So, you, like, have uh, yeah, so you, you have to try it. Have to well, and now, now if they'll just bring back the Fantasia ice cream, then I would be a happy boy, <laughs> but that will never happen. It's, um, it's, uh, oh, what's the, the... The, the spumoni. It's basically spumoni with banana instead of because it's cherry, pistachio, and banana. So instead of chocolate, it was it was banana. Oh, okay. And it was until dryers took over the concession in the park, it was made for the park, and it was Walt's creation. Oh, and I was really sad when they took that out in the the late nineties because that was one of my favorite little touches that stayed with the park. So and hey, you guys get to go down and have alcoholic Dole Whip. Because that is now a thing. Uh, So you've got to stop and do that. What's your impression, by the way? Uh, The the Trader Trader Sam's. Trader Sam's. Great spot. Um, Is is it as small? It's tiny. It's smaller than the Disneyland version. See, and do you know the whole trick about how many seats there are at at the the one here? Mm -mm. The same number as a Jungle Cruise boat. You can fit the same number of people in a Jungle Cruise boat as you can fit in the Trader Sam's. Oh, boy. Wow. Yeah, that's not a lot. Nope. But I will say the outdoor seating uh, is is much more available yeah. than there and, is and what, here. And uh, sh- is it worth making the trip to Jock Lindsay's? No. It's worth making the trip to, to Disney, Disney Springs, Springs in general. Not I mean, Jock Lindsay's. I'm assuming specifically. that I know that you said the last time you've been to Walt Disney World was 10 years ago. Were you at Dis- um, Downtown Disney at the time? Yeah, yeah. So now it's been rebranded, obviously, as Disney Springs. It is totally worth a visit. Mm-hmm. It is, it, since they did their big renovation and they did the, what is it, what is it called? I want to say the marketplace. What is it? The, the Disney Springs. Uh, I think it's Disney Springs Marketplace. Is it Marketplace? Yeah, there's like yeah. the bottling. There's like yeah. three or four different. It is, it is really awesome. Yeah. It, it's got, I mean. Our, if, if you have one free dining day and you're down in Disney Springs, yep. hop into Morimoto Asia and just mm-hmm. to grab an appetizer oh God, or a sushi Morimoto roll or, or something. It, it yeah, is... Incredible. I mean, no, Nobu in Vegas is really great, too. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm a big Morimoto fan from way over yeah, so. yeah, that restaurant is phenomenal, and yeah. I feel like it's probably... Pretty underrated. So where point. where is if you if you have your druthers about a place you're going to go and really relax and enjoy? Where's your favorite place to drink at Walt Disney World? And relax. Oh, well, I mean, it doesn't have to be relaxed. I Cava guess you get wound tequila. up. If the you Cava de Tequila for yeah, me in Epcot in Mexico. Uh-huh. I I love it there. I think it's I think it's fun because it's not it's not a Disney establishment and it's truly in the heart of Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's if you can get a table there, it's so relaxing. They're really fun on social media. Like if you like tweet at them, they'll give you chips and guacamole. Like 
they're really they're it's, they're for, really it's, interactive. It's, it's inside the Mexico Pavilion, inside the, the temple. Pyramid, you go yeah. down, you enter the. But the, it's not the restaurant. No, because no. the restaurant has really rough Yelp. Terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's terrible. It's, you go inside the um, the temple. It, it's to the right. And you keep going straight to get to the restaurant, but you make a right, and there's a little cave of tequila as the title. With a really long line outside just for takeout. Um, and the avocado the um, margarita is so good. It's Great so delicious. Great place to just hang out, have margaritas, chips and dip, I mean, chips and salsa. The, uh, the first year that they did the beer and wine festival at... at um, uh, here at uh, California Adventure, they. Uh, I like how you call it the beer and wine festival. <laughs> That's a, wine. Well, it wasn't, wasn't wine and food because it was. It's food and wine. Was it food and yeah. wine? Yeah. Okay. But anyway, but they actually had a tequila tasting room set up where they gave you like ten like little mini shots mm-hmm. to try different tequilas. I mean, it was maybe like half an ounce mm-hmm. of each of them. It was enough to get the flavor. Uh, but, you know, if you went back when there was different, you know, presenters, yeah. you do it three times during the day. Nice. And it was uh, it was pretty awesome. So, yeah, you're at Food and Wine Festival. <laughs> and, yeah, I, I second La Cava de Tequila. And I would have to also give an honorable mention to one of the newest uh, places to get a drink. And that would be Abracadabar. At For the, a pun lover. At the boardwalk. <laughs> okay. It is a... Um, it is a magician or illusionist, if you know you're a, a Arrested Development fan. <laughs> it is uh, a magic themed bar. It is right on the boardwalk, which is mm-hmm. um, in right be- behind Epcot. Right behind Epcot. At the International yeah. Gateway. Correct. And it is re- the theming is just awesome. It's just really a cool, quaint atmosphere. If you could sit inside, the outdoor seating really robs the experience of it. But if you can go to Abracadabra and you can get a seat inside. Mm-hmm. Okay. They have really interesting uh, drinks, and all of the drinks that you get, all their signature drinks, have sort of a a uh, trick, sort of a trick that you know the your server will drop something into. This sounds terrible. Your <laughs> server will drop something into your drink, and it's a trick. It's fun. Yes. No, they they'll like you know add a you know a, a liqueur into your drink that makes it change color, and they'll say sure. you know they'll say it's a magic trick, but it's cool. I, I really like it. It's it's good mixology. Yeah. Are you, are you a magic fan? as well the gathering uh, okay oh yeah uh no they just they just announced yesterday a um a second magic castle in santa barbara oh, oh really nice. the magic castle cabaret oh so that's very exciting that's pretty cool um so yeah so that's tell, tell, tell us where we can find you that is also important podcast and YouTube sure and social um, media yeah on social media we are wdw happy hour pretty much on everything you can find us on itunes wdw happy hour or stitcher if that's your preference stitcher is great yeah google yeah. play is, is, has been good yeah, we're on most of the major yeah, stitcher really is the one that i i think is is winning yeah on the phones yeah. Really? so basically whatever podcast yeah. uh you know, provider you use, you can find us WDW Happy Hour. And then we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, um, YouTube, YouTube WDW Happy Hour. And what's what's your YouTube content? Was it is it drink inspired? It's, it's or limited. It... We we we're not big on YouTube right now. So I mean, um, I mean, we've got um, we did do some videos at Food and Wine, Flower and Garden, Flower and Garden. We did um, some videos. We did when Catherine a... and I were at Comic Con this past year. We did a review of the new Muppets-inspired Pizza Rizzo restaurant. Yeah, on that's, I'm excited about day. that one. That's, uh, Ooh, that's okay. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, I still feel like I feel like the Muppets are the thing that Disney can't figure out. Yeah. 
Oh, Great Moments oh, in great History. Great Moments in History. Oh, it's you so good. It. That's yeah. awesome. It's fantastic. Um, but but I just really feel like, you know, the TV show, actually, I thought was, for the most part, pretty good. Yeah, I didn't see it. But, it. But, I, but I just really look at it and go, that's it's a property that they don't know what to do because now the Muppets 3D is closed. Yeah, they have no presence out yeah, there, Yeah, right? they have no presence in the park. They don't have the, the beaker and, and Bunsen Honeydew unicycle oh, thing. Oh, that's, that's, it was in Epcot. I don't think it's current anymore. But uh, yeah, I had a friend who recently, year. like in the, last, yeah. in the last few months. Yeah, it, so. I know they brought it out when Great Moments in History started. Yeah, Very just, briefly. I really, because the movie is both I thought were really oh, good. Oh, so fun. But I really, especially when they started, and look, Jermaine Clement has just been he's amazing great. for Disney. I mean, he's been writing, you yeah. know. But I, I really just don't think that they know what to do with the property, which is funny because you would think that since their whole thing is strip mining our childhoods, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> you would think that they would just Cash deep dive in. into it, but they haven't been able to figure out a formula yeah. that works. Yeah. Because I even remember uh, on PlayStation 2 there was a game called the Muppet Party Cruise. I got it at the same time that I got the racing game where you would race through Walt Disney World's Haunted Mansion. Car racing game. I don't remember that at all. What? Yep. There was a car. And it wasn't just there. There was boat races around uh, the Jungle Cruise and Rivers of America. There was plane races. There was different kinds of of vehicle races. Was it bad? Because it sounds bad. (laughs) Uh, It actually was pretty decent. Really? I mean, PlayStation 2, so limited graphics, but it was very... uh, it was a bit of a sales pitch for Walt Disney World yeah. at the same time, but it was it was entertaining. I love those. <laughs> I love good sales Catherine pitches. Catherine will be on eBay after. I know. <laughs> I will do what I can to find it for you guys. So, uh, well, you guys, yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, anything else our our listening audience should know to, to come over and say hi? And Oh, yeah. Come say hi to us. We're very uh, receptive if you want to email us or wdwhappyhour at gmail.com. We respond to everyone, so like, don't yeah. feel like you can't talk to us or we're super. It's, it's been such a weird thing because now we're in our second year past our nervous bump. Yeah, yeah. Because it was May uh, 2015 when we had the big bump, so our days of 40,000 downloads per day have have kind of ebbed. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's interesting how even during the busiest, we really didn't get a lot of email. We get maybe really? like a couple a month. It's never been we've never been able to crack that listener interaction nut. Uh, Facebook, we get a lot, and we get a couple yeah. thousand per thing we put up there. But uh, yeah, we've just never been able to get that. So we love hearing people's stuff. So uh, I'll wrap it up uh, from that viewpoint. Uh, if you are a skipper or know a skipper, make sure you give us a yell. Jungle Cruise, C R E W S, at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook, facebook.com jungle slash jungle cruise. Uh, we are newly on Instagram, uh, Jungle Cruise Podcast. Um, which it was weird that Jungle Cruise was already taken on Instagram. Mm. You got to get on these things early. Yep. Uh, but we do love uh, you know all of our new listeners, and we're going to be getting a lot uh, out of the the Walt Disney World thing. We're going to be getting a lot of Walt Disney World skippers. So we are super excited. I can't that. wait. Yeah. So and thanks for having us. This is fun. Yeah. No. No. It's, I, yeah, I like I like uh, cross pollinating with people who are like minded. So yeah. Because we don't fit well. We don't. We're rebels. Yeah. We're skippers. We're we, don't, we don't play well with others. Sure. So, uh, yeah, alcohol theme is good. I'm, I really think now the niche that no one has gotten is now that uh, marijuana is legal in California, uh, there is not yet a marijuana-themed Disney podcast. Sure. So I think that that's an opportunity 
uh, that someone's going to jump on immediately. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if there's if there's a niche, people... Oh, there's going to be a great name for it, too. It's going to be a pun. It's going to be a pun-based name. Mickey Marijuana is just, like, too long and yeah, too wonky. <laughs> or Mickey Wanna. It just uh, doesn't work. Green at the Park. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's something. There's a good... Uh, there's something there. And I'll think of it I, as soon as we stop recording this. I, I, I actually think that the one that's being missed out on is the Scotch Review uh, show called Malt Disney. Oh. See, oh, it's very good. That would be perfect. Yeah. We could have like a sub segment in our show yes, called Malt Disney. Just wearing a pair of 18 year McAllen with, uh, <laughs> with Space Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> a good mix. It's, uh, it's, it's tawniness goes well with Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> uh, well, I will, I will put together, I, I uh, do some mixology too, so I'll get you guys a drink and uh, awesome. kick you a YouTube video or something. Yay. Yay. So you guys cool. can have fun with it. So, all right, well, time to slice this thing together. Come to Lush, everyone. We will see you uh, in a very short time and get back to our every other week schedule. Come to Lush, everyone. Come to Lush.